Hi, I'm Lucy. And I'm Stephine. And we are Athena Talks, the podcast that looks at women in tech and the lack of. From big news events to the small things that irritate us, listen in as we put the world to right. Cue music. Hello, Stephine. Hi, Lucy. Welcome to week 14. 14, jeepers. Doesn't time fly when you're having fun? It's crazy. We <laughs> haven't even needed to take a break. Not yet. Give it time. Not yet. <laughs> no, not yet. So, how have you been this week? Good. My hay fever is unfortunately back again. Oh, no. No. So, or apologies for any sniff. <laughs> We're just going to cut down all the trees and plants and grass and then you'll yeah. be happy. Yeah, they're just that small little thing, really. Uh, you know, <laughs> we don't need them. <laughs> they, I mean, oxygen, what? No, um, we don't need them. It's fine. <laughs> but I am getting my, like, top-up jab yeah. on Friday. So hopefully by That's next good. week I'll feel a lot better. Yeah. How about yourself? I'm good, you know busy doing this and that and we have exciting Athena news we do indeed so after a bit of going backwards and forwards between people we finally have a start date for our courses Woo! Woo! so you can now register for any of our courses you email us at info at athenawit.org.uk uh, then one of us can get back to you with kind of like a little bit of a pamphlet mm-hmm. confirmation kind of confirmation that with goes through and we'll get yeah and we'll get sent out a registration form to you so that we're all set up and ready to go and it's so exciting how exciting um so, so we're looking to start in september um yeah, september, september 1st. 1st i might as well kick it off at the beginning um, yeah. And then the courses will run every other Wednesday for 12 weeks. So we didn't want it to be too intense for anybody that wants to join. We don't want it to be every week. We understand how much of a commitment things like that can be. So hopefully yep. spacing out in that way means that you can attend every single one. I Yay. do. I do. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so there we go. Exciting. I think. Yeah. And it's exciting because obviously that's our end goal. Um, so if you or anyone no wants to join then just let us know um obviously it's for young women ages 16 to 18 that can get to lincoln <laughs> if you are based elsewhere then obviously it's not ideal <laughs> yeah um, but if you can get to lincoln every other week then let us come know. on down yeah come on down we are there might be pizza we don't know yeah <laughs> we might be able to bribe you with a few things we're working on that but you know <laughs> so what's our topic for this week's podcast so we're going back to my tech roots a little bit and I was thinking okay we haven't done a tech thing for a little while um and what would I have liked to known when I started so what tech things so we've done a bit of the psychology side of things of like just asking and stuff like that and being aware uh, but maybe some more of the techie things that Makes might be sense. able to help. It might be able to help you. It might be a help 
someone else who me yeah. who you yeah you <laughs> <laughs> so let's go through my little list uh i tried to ask other people as well and see what their thoughts were some were more like techie than others um so we're going to try and break it down a little bit so first of all version control okay i've heard this of like uh in kind of the same sentence as things like git or git repositories uh or i'll take azure. your word for it azure i have heard of azure yes <laughs> yes things like that. so devops is a particular like repository side of things okay um but specifically um it's everywhere <laughs> and you don't realize until you kind of start getting into why it's everywhere mm -hmm. so things like 3g and then you go on to 4g and then you go on to 5g yeah that makes sense or like galaxy so the samsung galaxies so they went from like six to seven to eight to nine all with different things appearing yeah. upgrades level. yeah so different things um and even like our software that we use on database basis so on all of these kind of different levels so we have like 834 835 they will have different things at the heart of them yeah um that are changed and i found a very nice little way to describe this a little analogy mm -hmm. um so we're going to go and i'm going to see what you make of this as well well this should help you understand where that version control kind of thing comes from. So as developers, we are always wanting to make sure that we can undo work if it doesn't work, <laughs> obviously, mm -hmm. you know, we want to be able to test it out beforehand. Um, we call that branching. But together, me and you, Stephine, are going to build a house. Are we? We're going to build a house. So we're going to start with a little, very simple house. It's going to have four walls, a door and a window. Okay. That's all. So this is our main thing that we're working on. So okay. this is our house. This is our software. It's our footprint. It's our house. It's our footprint. Got it. So this is version one. It okay. House, four walls, windows, and a door. That's all it is. And then at some point, someone comes along, maybe you come along and go, I think I want a living room. Yep, that would be one of my yeah, first thoughts. It, it would be helpful. And maybe I say, right, maybe I want a kitchen. Mm -hmm. Right, so we're going to build a kitchen and a living room, but we're not going to do it on the same branch. So what we're going to do is, first of all, we're going to design it, aren't we? So we're going to get mm -hmm. an architect in and say, right, okay, what do where I need do, to do? Where do our other walls go? Yeah, where am I putting my other walls? And what we're going to do is take those four walls. You're going to work on your living room. Mm -hmm. I'm going to work on my kitchen and they're going to be separate rooms. Mm -hmm. And then when we're done, we're going to get to the position where we've built an outline of our houses. It's not completely attached, like we haven't put the door <laughs> through to the separate rooms yet, but they're kind of attached to the house. Yeah. And then I'm going to go to your living room and say, yes, I like this. <laughs> this can stay. <laughs> so what we're <laughs> going to do is merge that into the main house and put that door back in. Does that okay. make sense? Yeah. So what we've done is basically taken a copy of the main plan of those four walls 
added an extra bit and said, right, okay, that is now our house at version two. Yep. So this now just has uh, four walls, our main house, and then a living room. Yep. And then when you're happy with my thing, we're going to add the kitchen in. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yep. And then that's version three. So we've upgraded it every single time and added a new feature. That makes sense. So that's a nice little analogy that I like. <laughs> I think so. the the important part about it as well is more of, especially if you, I know we're talking about houses, but if we refer it back to like sort of coding side of things, yep. mm-hmm. is to check the problems after each section. Because yeah. if we went ahead and we built our living room and our kitchen all in one go and we attached them immediately and they're all included in one, but one of the doors wasn't opening for some reason. Yeah. But we can't see if it's the living room that's causing the problem or the kitchen that's causing the problem. So we're kind of stuck yeah. at how we find out the problem. Whereas you add the living room, it's fine. You add the kitchen, the door doesn't work. At least we have a target area for our issue. <laughs> yeah. And what you can do as well with what branching allows you to do is it allows you to undo those mm-hmm. things. So before it even gets to the point, so I've got my own copy of a house that I've taken down the road that I'm working on. And so I'm working away and making sure that it all works. And then mm-hmm. I'll bring it back when it's done. Exactly. Like, so the whole house. So it's super useful. And it also puts in accountability into the software so I can see that you've added the living room you can see that I have added yep the kitchen. that makes sense and maybe further down the line so we've got a house it's got the living room it's got the kitchen but the kitchen doesn't have any cabinets and in this example it uses Bob's put in red cabinets Ugh, bad choice, maybe Bob. I've put in blue cabinets Right. And so they're going to clash, aren't they? So they're not going to, I just clapped mm-hmm. if you pick that up. Um, so they're going to clash. And maybe we're like, okay, well, who wants blue cabinets? Like, so it goes back to the design team and they say, no, actually, we want red cabinets and a blue fridge. Maybe. Yeah. So what I can do is say, okay, well, don't take the changes that I've put in, just take everything else. So maybe I put in the fridge as well in my push. Makes sense. Seems go. manageable. Manageable. So, obviously, we've talked about a few of the advantages of it. Um, but there's things like it will have a complete history mm-hmm. of your files as well. So, um, we can go back all the way to version one when we're on version 35 and we can see what we've added and what we've done. Um, yeah which is really cool, I think. So what are your thoughts? You think it's useful? Yeah, it's something that I kind of touched a tiny bit, not in the same way, but when I was doing the whole game jam stuff. Yeah. Um, because for me, it was like a trial and error side of things because I was creating it on my own. Um, I struggled to see a full picture of what I'd created without actually publishing it. Because um, yeah. it just didn't work in the same way, the application that we were using very application specific um it just didn't demonstrate it properly on the preview um I preferred to actually publish it to see how it worked properly um and because it was a multiplayer game it meant I could get my son to play with me so I could see if it worked (laughs) um 
but that had an element of the uh, the version control in there and you could put individual sort of release notes on each uh, version yeah. as well so you could specify the exact changes for each version or if you were just correcting something or whatever so yeah i found i found it really useful um that kind of touched on it a little bit so i I kind of knew what you were on about for once. Yay. So it's a win-win. <laughs> so I think the good part about like, so the reason I wanted to put this in there is it's obviously increasing. Everyone has some version of control, whether they use uh, DevOps or they use GitHub or whatever it is, there is going to be some version of version control in there somewhere. Um, and like you said, like you could put individual release notes on that side of things. So that kind of comes into the practices that we're going to talk about later cool. um but when you are pushing your commits so you're pushing your changes to the main branch um what you should be doing as well is pushing what you have done in that like mm -hmm. change um so it should be like hey i've just added this test or i've just added this function in order to do this just again for that like documentation side of things that you then yeah. have traceability back to what has actually been done at what point just to make it a little bit easier very logical um, yeah so next point stack overflow mm -hmm. have you come across it i have heard of it i've heard it referenced many many times yes whether i have cared to delve into what it means yes <laughs> It's a so, different story. <laughs> this kind of goes hand in hand with another point of Googling things. Um, so as a programmer, obviously people think that all programmers know absolutely everything about how to complete a certain task or the simple task. But what you probably don't realize is that actually maybe 50% of the time, we are Googling how to do something, um, which makes Stack Overflow our absolute Bible. Um, so Stack Overflow is basically a bit like Yahoo Answers, like, like Yahoo Questions, that sort of thing. Like someone puts up a question and then everyone answers it and then you vote for the best answer, that sort of thing. Okay. So it's basically a forum. Okay. Um, but like it, like TripAdvisor yeah but <laughs> so for code but, yeah but for code so basically if you have ever had an issue someone else has had that issue and put it on stack overflow and then okay. someone's responded and answered so, um yeah. from them answers you can kind of pick and choose the bits that you need and adapt it to your code um but there's usually an answer on stack overflow and if there isn't then people panic <laughs> and it's like whoa okay wait this, this is a serious this. problem guys yeah it's like wait how do wait i don't know what to do now um and i think the further that you get into a code and you're obviously getting into more advanced things often it can be really hard to like to remember the like syntax for how to do something really simple so you'll find yourself like googling like if statements and you're like wait no i should definitely know this and, like, <laughs> and especially if you like use lots of different programming languages like obviously i yeah. switch from like javascript to um c sharp to java depending on what i'm doing so they all have different syntaxes for those if statements so it can be very hard to remember easy to mistake I yeah. often find sort of searching for things, though, when it's really simple, is sometimes a lot harder because there's an overwhelming yeah. amount of results. 
because it's yes. so like it happens so frequently the the results are so vast that it takes longer to try and sift through what the hell you actually need from them yeah yeah I think so and I think like with usually my tactic is just go for the first one and hope <laughs> like just hope that Google's done its job and it's given me the best answer that seems fair <laughs> but, that's an appropriate but, tactic yeah but I, I think this one kind of goes hand in hand again with like asking people for things as well yeah um like make sure you you're just aware that not everyone knows the answer to things um and often if you're asking someone more senior they'll sometimes be googling it themselves um so it's a massive benefit to just be able to do it yourself because then it will show that you can go out there and find those answers that's cool so I just thought that one was worth adding and someone else mentioned it as well I was like yes (laughs) I do do that (laughs) that's fair Um, yeah Um, next one don't think that users are stupid (laughs) don't underestimate the user it is something that I think is just kind of accepted in the tech community sometimes like there's um sayings like problem is between the chair and keyboard oh um, that's harsh. Errors like that yeah <laughs> like I've seen things and it's really easy to be like oh it's just a user error or like oh the user's just using it wrong but like okay if the user's using it wrong why are we allowing them to use it like that <laughs> like yeah I think that's a bit of a rubbish statement I don't like that. It, it, I feel offended it, as the thing between yeah. the chair and the keyboard. I dislike that. Surely that's the, like... the same thing as ringing up the IT company help desk and them saying, have you turned it off and on again? And you're like, yes, yes, I have. <laughs> I mean, unfortunately, I used to be that person that used to just go up and turn it off and on again and be like, well, did you try it the first time? And they'll be like, yeah. And I'll be like, well, you didn't do it right. <laughs> I genuinely do have this conversation and this argument with my son all the time. Yeah, and he's like, "My Xbox is stopped working." I'm like, "Have you turned it off and on again?" <laughs> yeah, I've done that, and I go in and I do it, and it works. Is that? And it's been on sleep or something. Yeah, like he's like, "I did," and I was like, "Did you just come out of the one application and then go back in again?" No, I turned off and on again. I'm like, "Well, you obviously didn't." <laughs> <laughs> and I think it's really hard, like, or it's really easy, sorry, to just put it down to user error, yeah. or like, "Well, you must have just been doing something weird," and it's like, "Well, stop." using it like that like I don't know yeah. I think um, that's that goes back to our conversation ages ago about feedback and positivity towards it doesn't it yeah that even if it is a user error surely that's an opportunity for change um, yeah if a if a user is airing, uh, using a system in a way that's allowing an error to happen then it's possible yeah. so there's, a, there's yeah. a problem to be solved yeah it goes into that soft soft skills side of things like with the listening to what the actual issue is instead of being like well it's just this and it's like oh no it's not just that and I think that's why in my like support roles and things I used to obviously get better like feedback from people was because it was like I was actually listening to their actual problem like they were saying oh it's just not sending emails or something but actually the proper problem was like the password was wrong like yeah the actual error was whatever it was um so it was like digging past what the problem is because not everyone has the technical skills to be able to work it out 
which is why support people exist <laughs> yeah um, so it, it's a very good skill to be able to push past the initial yeah. this isn't working um, yeah I think um active listening and effective questioning are the two greatest skills that you can develop yeah um in basically any career because if you can hold a proper conversation and listen to people and hear what they're saying you'll learn something um listen to people people (laughs) yeah genuinely the amount of we all know that person that you talk to and you'll say oh blah 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 and they go when I did this this happened or oh I used to have that and you're like I didn't ask to be honest (laughs) yeah like I don't I don't really yeah don't care (laughs) if you don't know that person it's you yeah (laughs) sorry I've got a very pointed look then I feel like (laughs) just I'm just saying just as a warning guys if you don't know someone like that it might be you. you yeah look at yourself Take a good hard look at yourself in the mirror. (laughs) Anyway, so yeah, don't assume users are stupid and program for the inevitability that someone will click a random button in the wrong order and it will go wrong. Just, Just keep that in mind. Okay, next one. Always revisit your quick fixes. So I feel like we've kind of touched on this possibly before maybe Mm -hmm. in that sometimes it's easier just to put a quick fix in in order to make the bigger picture work um but with that there is a saying of make it work make it right make it elegant so basically it's that idea of going back to things three times makes sense um so the first time you make it work you just get the job done Maybe if it's a quick bug fix or something like that. Um, And it's like stopping everything from working. Um, So put it in place, give it to the user and say, right, okay, well, here's the fix for you. Mm -hmm. Um, Then after you know that it's working, go back and visit it and make sure that it's using things like the right conventions and it's future proof so that it's not going to break in the future because you've used some dodgy workaround. Uh, if you have any dodgy workarounds, take them out and code them <laughs> properly when you have time. Leave them um, Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, make sure you're using the right convention. So if you have a function that does the job that you've just used, then make sure you're using that function. Um, and then once you've done that, if you have even more time, make it elegant as possible. So make it Again, so if you are going to use that function in the future, like you just had to code, maybe use that elsewhere, things like that. So make it look nice and make it efficient as possible. So make sure that it runs as quick as it's ever going to run. Um, things like um, unnecessary loops and things like that that are just going to take up time to run. Um, okay. You could take them out. Um, and then final point on this one, just because it works doesn't mean that it's correct. <laughs> so That's sensible advice. Yeah. So just because you've got it working in the first instance and you've given it to the user and they're using it happily doesn't mean that at the end of the day, you're not going to make a change that's going to break it instantly five minutes later. 
uh, and then you're going to have to do the same and then you just end up with code that's just dodgy <laughs> and it's just horrible to look at horrible to read through as someone else um, so by doing that kind of three trick three time trick mm -hmm. um, it just helps you to look back at code and make sure that it is a nice piece of work I think Which that kind can... of goes hand in hand with the whole like just because it's your best doesn't mean it's the best way to do something yeah. and like, obviously bringing in the whole idea of code pairing and things like that yeah. that's why that's really important because your best and your way that you always do things isn't always the best and um, the ideal way to do something so getting that perspective is sometimes really really helpful yeah and I think taking the time to visit something again obviously if you have time is very useful so what I would say would be that last one so the make it elegant kind of point could be a one that you could possibly give up sort of thing um and you would be making it efficient in the line before yeah. um but this is like where you're code pairing like you say and code uh, reviews so people checking through your code who may be more superior to you yeah Makes sense. are going to pick up on those things that maybe you could change in the future um every day is a so school you, day every day is a school day and it's even that maybe the people who are superior to you check their code too because yeah. you learn something from looking at the code while also making sure they're doing it in the most efficient way because you can slip when you I think into bad habits. seniority in coding isn't is it like a really small window and yeah. the, the the higher up in jobs that you get that are code related the less involved in coding that you become so it's very very easy to actually become quite inefficient so final point unfortunately there are rules that you're going to have to live by <laughs> um so these come down to coding practices, coding principles, uh, design principles. Um, basically, any part of tech has some sort of principles, which like, are kind of unsaid. Well, they're not unsaid because they're all over the internet, but they're like things that when you are starting to learn programming will kind of get drummed into you a little bit. The coding commandments. Yeah, it's like the Ten Commandments for coding. <laughs> but unfortunately, no one repeats them until they're like, well, uh, did you know that you've just broken this rule? And you're like, yes, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> so like, there's main ones that kind of go across any company. Okay. So there's things like, don't repeat yourself. If you're rep repeating the same piece of code, you should be writing it once and calling it as a function okay so functions are like little bits of code that you can give like a name to and say right run this bit and then it will return a value or it'll do something over and over again for you mm -hmm. um you should be using one of them this might you might also see this as the dry rule so again acronyms don't repeat yourself um you'll like this one because we mentioned it on another podcast that we've just been on um <laughs> But keep it simple, stupid. So it is. Don't call me names. Well, I mean, I've got to put you in your place sometimes. <laughs> I? <laughs> I will not be stifled. <laughs> and, well, we know that. <laughs> <laughs> but um, so, yeah, keep it simple. 
obviously mm -hmm. if you are going into things and it's going absolutely mental <laughs> um, and you're getting really complicated and it's doing like 10 while loops that are all nested and then an if statement and then whatever it is mm -hmm. um, Turn maybe it you don't need all of that yeah start again try again keep it as simple as possible don't overcomplicate things which is a good lesson for life <laughs> there we go so there my whistle stop tour <laughs> uh, obviously there's lots more um but yeah it's something that i think everyone should be aware of if you are oh. going into a coding career or into a tech career um that i think I, if i was to start again <laughs> and wanted to know uh different things about what i might be doing on a day-to-day -day basis they mm -hmm. are maybe some of the tips that i would give my past self so i've passed them on well thank <laughs> you very much for sharing we appreciate it <laughs> What is our article of the week? Hold on. So we've it's got this one from Wired. It is. So do you remember? A I do. A couple of days ago. <laughs> well, last week as we were recording this. So it was two weeks ago, three weeks ago. I don't know. It was a little while ago. And basically a lot of the internet went down. <laughs> It did. I actually messaged you on this day you and you I, like, I told Whoa. you what was going on and you were like, oh my God, I thought it was just me. <laughs> yeah, it's because I was having loads of like dodgy internet like issues that day and then suddenly everything went out. I was like, whoa, okay, wait, what's, what's going on? Yeah. Um, I, I knew it probably wasn't me because it was an error 500, which if you know about them sort of errors, it's an internal server error. So ah. it's a problem with whatever's distributing it to you. Yeah. Well, this uh, article is titled What Really Went Down When the Internet Went Down. So, <laughs> basically, what happened is you need to know a little bit about like how the internet works, obviously, for this. Mm -hmm. um, so, when you request a website, it will basically go off to a server somewhere that will say, okay, this is what Lucy wants in her house at this address yeah so an ip address and the server will go away turn around go to its files and pick out the file that i've asked for and it will send it back to my ip address um obviously what we have now is we have con content distribution centers so they are basically the servers that are doing those sort of things um what is surprising about these content distribution networks mm -hmm. is there's actually only a few providers of these there's like four <laughs> in the whole like well okay not many um, not many um so what they do is they'll have servers that are close so say i'm looking for new york times um right. and obviously that is hosted on a server in America. Yeah. What they can do is put that same file on a content distribution network that has a server in Europe. So it's going to take me less time to go and get that file because it doesn't have to travel as far. Okay. To get back to me. Makes so sense. that's latency is the term for how long it takes to get back to me. And lower latency is good. That's how we get everything. Basically, 
the company or one of the companies called Fastly went down because someone tried to configure a server and oh, no. it broke the internet. Well, it broke their whole network. Someone's got sacked. <laughs> I hope not. I no, I'm sure they won't have. <laughs> we all make mistakes. <laughs> yeah. So basically it took down like the Guardian, uh, Amazon. Government uh, website. Government, yeah. So the Fastly basically takes enterprise customers. So like the big customers. Um, and yeah, everything went down. <laughs> So this article is just kind of going into that side of things, so a bit more of the techie side, because uh, obviously it's easy to be like, whoa, there's been a massive outage. Yeah. But it's quite interesting to see like why behind it. And it yeah. does just come down to someone just sent the wrong command. <laughs> so easy to make such a big mistake. Yeah. And I think when you're working with a company that size, um, it's just ridiculous how much it takes down. Yeah. Um, but yeah, what it, it comes down to basically is that, I think there's a quote in there that's like, uh, it turns out engineers only thought about the technology. It didn't take the economy into account. Um, and that's because so much is dependent now on these really small number of firms. Yeah. So obviously if one of them goes out, they all go out. Um, and it's basically like different levels. So you'll have like smaller hosting companies that buy off bigger companies and then they go to the content distribution networks um and they get smaller as you go up the tiers yeah so if a content network distribution network goes out it's obviously now taking out a massive lump of the internet my favorite thing is that um hashtag cyber attack was trending at the same time just shows like the world's immediate panic it's like a couple of things go down and they're like a oh, cyber attack we're being there's attacked just, there's just this one guy that's just, just dave office, in the like, server room like oh yeah. god oh god this is not good what do i do what do oh, I my do? God. oh my god <laughs> <laughs> yeah he's just like having realistically though they i mean it was a problem obviously but they figured out what it was and got it resolved in like quite a quick amount of time yeah so it could kind of goes back it it could be a lot worse it goes back to that like if something does go wrong what can we do and I think they had a backup system or something but it's obviously like it's now shown a weak point in our whole distribution (laughs) like actually no it just takes one and then an absolute ton goes down um yeah. Which is now like, okay, well, wait, hold on. <laughs> what do we need to do to fix this? Like, okay, maybe we need to open it up a bit more. Um, now, where's the risk? There's no fun involved in that. <laughs> <laughs> I love that idea. You're just like, ah, we'll take the chances. Yeah, we'll take a walk on the wild side. <laughs> yeah, just like, well, we'll do it. It's all right. It's all right. Um, but I think like, I think someone said like oh why don't we have it on like a because like the government site and a lot of like UK sites went down and they were like why don't we have it on UK like, yeah sites and companies why aren't we paying them and because he goes oh it's an American company I was like well actually there aren't any <laughs> like I think when you it looks bad because you're like well uh, why aren't we paying like why aren't the UK government hosting on a UK government site and they might be they might be hosting on a UK site but 
they are then paying the Americans because there's only three of them. <laughs> so, yeah, I think bringing it all back to the whole like mindset side of things, the amazing thing is that this really big problem happened. And rather than it being a very sort of witch hunt um, situation, it turned out more of a look, this is obviously a problem. We've got it fixed for now, but let's let's readdress the situation. Let's see how what we can do and what we can change so that this isn't a problem yeah. in the future. Um, and that's exactly how these sort of situations should be handled. That's, in my opinion, the only right way to, to sort of approach them is yeah. fix them as much as you can or as quickly as you can so that everyone's back up and running and then take the time to sort of put something in place for future future proofing situation that's the yeah they did good with that in my opinion they did they did do good um I think the last kind of note I have on it is that they said about how because it's used by high profile sites when they had an issue we noticed it straight away like if you think how big the internet is it just happened to be the biggest sites like Amazon like things that people go on every day so of stack overflow yes yeah, i don't know i don't think that one went down it was, I was was it reddit stack overflow twitch github amazon oh, paypal then. shopify hmrc oh, I did go down. uh ebay and most news organizations were down yeah now you said it basically the world yeah <laughs> like it is a massive chunk and like because you it's the big like provider you noticed it like if it had been something tiny it would have gone unnoticed possibly for ages but because the whole world was like whoa wait no stop <laughs> like yeah. this has gone down it got fixed straight away <laughs> yeah I think uh they've, they've done the best that they could with a really yeah. rubbish situation so yeah good job guys well. good, good job. job it's been another educational week Lucy I've learned a lot as always with I you every day this is why we started this this so if you aren't learning anything i'll be panicking or i'm just like a secret genius could be either could be if uh, anyone here listening does have any questions or if you guys out there have some really good advice that you would like to pass on and you think there's some things that maybe um we missed in the list today obviously you can contact there us will and be. let us know yeah there will be <laughs> um maybe some really really important ones you think that we've missed today let us know yeah. and you can obviously pop us an email at podcast at athenawit.org.uk and that's athena w-i-t for women in tech yeah and if you don't want to email us then you can contact us on our social medias which is at athena wit uk so at athena w-i-t uk uh, across all social channels and again just to reiterate our registrations are now open so yeah. contact us about that if you want to talk to us uh, yeah. that'd be really cool how exciting Woo. i'll uh, i'll speak to you next week lucy i'll speak to you next week bye, bye. Hi, this is just a quick note from myself and Lucy. We are loving the podcast and the response that we've had from all you guys has been amazing. We, Like we said, we are expecting to start our courses in September, uh, which isn't actually that far away. So we have to do some preparations and get some stuff ready. So to do that, we're going to take a little bit of a break from our podcast. Um, we're going to have our, this is our last episode 
um, for maybe three or four weeks. We will obviously notify you guys on social media when we're coming back and when we're getting ready to start again. We just want to have as much time as possible to put our all into the course as that really is what we're here to do is to target young girls and focus on getting them the coding skills that they don't even realize they want to know. <laughs> but we can't wait to get back and speak to you all. If you have any questions, still feel free to contact us in the same way. And we hope to hear from you soon. Thanks, guys. Bye. All opinions and views shared on this podcast are that of our own. We are speaking in very general terms and mean to cause no offence. Our opinions, like our careers, are fluid and subject to change, dependent on any new material and evidence brought forward to us. Okay, thanks. Bye.